is Gunnar Esaias, and then you are listening to Breathe In, a cystic fibrosis podcast presented by the Boomer Esaias Foundation and GunnarEsaias.com. This podcast series has been made possible by Vertex, Novartis, DCU, and Atlantic Health. The views expressed on Breathe In, a cystic fibrosis podcast are that of Gunnar Esaias and Leah Farone, Tiffany Rich, and guests, and are not necessarily those of the Boomer Esaias Foundation. Nothing in this podcast series should be considered medical advice. Such advice can only be given by a physician who's experienced with cystic fibrosis. The Boomer Esiason Foundation, Gunnar and Leah Farone, Tiffany Rich, and guests cannot be held responsible for any damage which may result from using the information on this podcast without the permission of your medical doctor. You're listening to Breathe In, a cystic fibrosis podcast. All right, Gunnar Esaias, and back for another episode of Breathe In. It's Cystic Fibrosis Awareness Month. It's May. Everyone's happy. Everyone's favorite month. My lovely co-host, Leah and Tiffany, how are you guys? Happy CF Awareness Month. Happy CF Awareness Month. Doing well. How are you? I'm good. CF Awareness Month is always, like, fun and interesting because... You just get to open the window and shout that you have CF. Like, that's what I like. Yeah, just know, tell everyone like, that you have you CF. You just love it. You just, like, shove it in people's face. I have CF. This is what it is. <laughs> Surprise, know, I can't breathe favorite. if you didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> your favorite color is out there. Purple's everywhere. Gunner. Yep. Purple <laughs> is my least favorite color. Yeah, I know. <laughs> my least Everything favorite color. Everything from I now on purple. that I send to you will now be purple. It's always purple. I always yeah. send that purple. We should have made his birthday T-shirt purple. Oh, we should have. Oh, and gosh. glitter, like sparkles. Speaking, of, speaking yeah. of the birthday gift, uh, my dog is almost big enough to wear the bandana. So as soon as <laughs> as soon as Blinky is big enough to wear the bandana, we'll take a photo together and and we'll send it's it awesome. together. But right, yeah, she's so small that the bandana that you guys sent is actually bigger than her. Right now. Oh my gosh, <laughs> she's really tiny. Look, yeah, she's so. really tiny. Um, all right, so today's topic is an interesting one. Uh, last week we we spoke about uh, adults and pediatrics and the conversation that uh, sort of been followed in the comment sections on our Instagrams and on Facebook was about right to try drug access and compassionate use. Yes. So let's talk about that today. Um, <clears throat> obviously, one of our our talking points last week was about clinical trials and how clinical trials are exclusionary, right? They right. only allow for the average patients to be in them just so they can get them through the FDA to get approval. Um, mm-hmm. And it's interesting because a lot of people that feel like they want to get you know, on these drugs as soon as possible are excluded because they're just, they're just too sick. Exactly. And Leah, exactly. you, you spoke how last week how a lot of the time you find yourself excluded from these trials. Exactly. You know, like... it's frustrating because I'm kind of right on the line. So I fluctuate. And, you know, in the summertime, I would have been eligible to be in these new trials that we have coming out. But, you know, things change and medications change and you come off of things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so now I'm at a point where, okay, my lung function is literally like 3% too low to be in this trial. (laughs) Like that's a frustrating feeling. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because then you're put in this category of being too sick. You know, even though I don't really feel like I'm too sick. sick. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's interesting because you go to to righttotry.org and you you Mm -hmm. look at what is a right to try law. And so so what what is right to try? Now, we'll we'll read from from the article here. Uh, Right to try allows terminally ill Americans to try medications that have passed phase one of the FDA approval process and remain in clinical trials 
but are not yet on pharmacy shelves, right? To try expansive yeah. access to potentially saving life, to potential life-saving treatments years before patients would normally be able to access them. So right to try is, as much as that is, it really is a law, it's also kind of like a concept. Right, and yeah. that's the way I read it, at least. And the concept is yeah, that... Yeah, I take it that way, too. And the concept is sort of like... You have all these sick patients, right? And not just cystic fibrosis. They have every illness imaginable where there's, mm-hmm. you know, conceivable treatments or whatever. And these people, they want to get on these experimental medications before they're FDA approved. Now, as mm-hmm. we know, the FDA approval process has phase one, two, three. And then later later studies, you know, once the drug is generally approved, they, they kind of look at it in, in different ways. And they do phase four and five or whatever. Um, phase one is just basic safety. A lot of time it involves healthy patients and they look at how the medication interacts with the human body. Phase two is more safety, but they also begin to look at efficacy for the first time. And then phase three, late stage, late stage studies are when they look at, they really look at efficacy, also safety. And then that's what they use the information, the drug companies use to put the medication before the FDA for Mm -hmm. approval. Right. Yes. So, People obviously want to have access to these medications going yeah. through the approval process because they read about them. You know, now we live in the, the mm-hmm. time of yeah. headlines get the and, hope. and information mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And people hear about these medications that are going through mm-hmm. trials. And I think yeah. a lot of the time people just assume they work. Exactly. They do. They have the hope, the hope factor. Yes. Right. You know, I mean, you read to, that, oh, this med worked that. on this many people, you know, and gave them mm-hmm. X result. Maybe I have one. Okay, it'll probably do that for me too. And the reality exactly. is, and this is always in the back of my mind, mm-hmm. that these new meds that are coming out, I'm also terrified that they won't work on me. They you might not. I mean? You like, never I have know. the right genotype for it, but is it yeah. going to work? I don't know. Who knows? So, it just depends. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's an interesting... It's an interesting thing, right? Because the FDA sets up these, you know, these standards for drug trialing in the United States, ultimately because they're trying to protect the American, the American public, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're trying to protect the American public from ingesting something that can be incredibly toxic, and a lot of times oh, yeah. these medications don't actually make it through the trials. You know, the, they, yeah, they don't. Usually they don't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and more times mm-hmm. than not you'll see that the medications actually fail. And these mm-hmm. the, 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 the trials are so significant because they're, you know, coming from a financial perspective, the drug companies pour billions of dollars into, these, like, into these molecules <laughs> yes. and medications. I mean, they, they are pouring billions and billions and billions of dollars into these medications before one of them finally works. And even when mm-hmm. they do work, a lot of the time they don't recoup those or that money initially spent, that initial investment for years to come. Right, yeah, so right. The, so the especially in cystic fibrosis, you're dealing with orphan pharmaceuticals. The, the the pharmaceuticals are putting it on the line, yeah, really in a very yeah. risky way. It's not like diabetes where you know, it's there, complex. There, there's, there's millions and millions of patients, and you yeah. throw and you throw insulin out there, and all of a sudden you have all these people on insulin. The, you know, CF is yeah. like that. So, but CF yeah, is also so very aggressive, where people want to get on these medications because, like you said, mm-hmm. you know, people decline and they get below a certain point where they can't get into these trials. Now, right, trials. Or the, the incentive, rather, for right to try is, mm-hmm. according to this website, is, uh, where am I? Here we go. Fewer than 3% of terminal ill patients gain access to investigative treatments through clinical trials. Right to uh-huh. try was designed to help the other 97%. And 97%. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> Which I think exactly. is awesome. You know, I mean, it definitely gives people that 
don't have this type of option to be in a research study access Great. to these meds. But there are but we need to make good sure aspects and bad aspects to this. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. The good is it could help you. It could keep you stable. It could make you healthier mm-hmm. and give you a whole new quality of life. But then the other aspect is we still don't know a ton about these meds. We don't know yeah, how safe exactly. it is. Exactly. We you don't know, know phase how safe one it tells is. you so much. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I I see this as a good thing and a bad thing, right? My mm-hmm. my thing is, you have all these people that are willing to volunteer for clinical trials, and those people are great, right? They right. are willing to try these experimental medications. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they write their name on the dotted line, they sign they sign up for it, and they go for it. Uh, yeah. and, and you know, half the, the generally speaking, in a blinded trial at least, half yeah. you know you know one portion of the of the cohort is going to get the real drug, and the other portion is going to get the placebo, right? right. So you're yeah. taking a risk mm-hmm. in even being in the trial that you may continue to decline and you may, get this, you may continue to have the, to be on mm-hmm. your, your consistent medication because you, by virtue of being on the placebo. Now, there's also no yeah, guarantee exactly. that the medication works, right? Like yeah. you, you jump in these things hoping that it works, but you have no idea. Mm-hmm. Now, it, it is a big risk for the person that's in the study, especially it, yeah. when you're at this lower point of lung function in our case. You yes. know what I mean? And you're on that line, but you do qualify – well, you might not be able to take some of the medications that do keep you in a good place, you know. Yeah. And then if you do get placebo, I mean, that could potentially hurt your health in the long run. Yeah, I mean, that's that's mm-hmm. part no. of it. And then it's just what you get. But my thing is here: if right to try all of a sudden opens access to people jumping <laughs> on these medications, yes, mm-hmm. you know true. what what what's the incentive to participate in the trial then? Yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah, it's very true. I didn't even, I didn't really think about that. Actually. I don't know the answer to this, but is right yeah. to try available for any person? I think it's Or in, is right to try available for these people that are in this lower... I mean, the way I understand it is you have, to be, situation. you have to be very, it's, very sick to qualify. For, I mean, you have to be yeah. terminal, end of stage sort of thing. Yeah. you got to be... Right. You know, there, there's nothing else out there for you. But, you know, what I'm saying is th- sometimes those people do qualify for... Tri- they are able to qualify for yeah. trials. But yes. now, if you all of a sudden this, you know, you place this right to try thing, and people have access to these medications, we'll, you know, we'll talk about <laughs> how, how they're going to pay for these medications in a minute. But right, what what's the incentive for you know, let's say me, what's the incentive for me to go into a trial if I can just get the drug? Yeah. Right. You know, the FDA, so, the FDA, I guess ha- the FDA has to look at yeah. real concrete data with blinded placebos, you know, just just so they they can they can they can. Justify. At least for a bigger population so that they can show that it's working. Yeah. I mean, I exactly. think the only incentive to actually doing a study versus doing right to try is that if it's true that right to try is solely for these end stage people, they wouldn't qualify anyways. So therefore, yeah, they want to cases they may. In some cases they may. Some some yeah, I'm saying let's so, say you know you right, you're, you're so continuing to, to decline and barely get in. Wait, being so, like all right take a step back to be honest like majority of people are not going to go through this whole process of right to try yes it's easier than compassionate use from what i'm understanding okay but i think a lot of people if you're able to qualify for a research study you're going to end up doing the research study over right to try because one people don't know it exists two people that do know it exists they know that it's going to be a process it's not like you just like call the company and you're like hey i want to try this i mean there's more of a process it's a big process and it's going to be a headache um, what is so, considered end stage for CF percentage wise? You know, I don't know. I, 
either. I think I think I think it's kind of like open to interpretation, and that that's okay. the other thing. Like there's yeah, that's, so that that's like the human element of the disease, right? Yeah, that you know exactly. That that's like where this conversation can turn next is a lot of the time yeah. these, these clinical trials, and it's really the bone to pick that I you know my bone to pick with these trials is mm-hmm. that they they often neglect the human element of the patient, right? People yeah. are looked at yeah. in these trials as study participants. That's what they are. I mean, that's yeah. what you're They're considered. A, you're considered a, a study participant, a number, and you're a blinded <laughs> yeah. number at that. Yep. Where Where is the human element? That, that's what I'm saying. You know, like... Yeah, I agree. Lo- we're, we're, we're getting into this, this place where we have precision medicine, right? And you saw yeah. it, it. This happened last in, in May with, with Colatico mm-hmm. and the FDA. The FDA allowed for the first time ever... Mm-hmm. Vertex to show that Claudico would work for certain mutations in vitro, meaning in the test mm-hmm. tube, and then it, it then it led to to approval for a number of patients to use Claudico. Right, and the reason awesome. that is, and the reason that is, is because there are so few people with cystic fibrosis with these with these specific mutation, you know, combinations <laughs> that they yeah. can't have these giant blinded trials like they've had for right. or uh, Cami or they've right, had for that's... Toby or they've had for all this stuff. Well, and even yeah. a lot of these mutations, I mean, there's only a couple of people in the world that have some of them. Right. right. So that's, well, that's the thing. So imagine you don't have Delta F508, right? The most common mutation. Exactly. And if right. you have any other mutation besides Delta F508, you have a rare mutation. Like, let's just call it what it is. <laughs> it's so true, right? though. So now let's yeah, say yeah. You're, you're one of those people that doesn't that has two things besides Delta, Delta 508 So you have, like, you know, I don't know. Uh, me? G5, G542X like me? Yeah, and I507 like Delta or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, so let's say you have two mutations other than D508. Odds are yeah. you are maybe one of a handful of people, if not the only person in the world, mm-hmm. with, with that, that combination. How can the FDA? How can the FDA to go to to do that? Like to, to do that in a massive trial? They can't. That's right. why they have to look they at can't. in vitro situations. Right. That's what right? CF is way different CF, than uh, every yeah. other disease out there. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Right? Yeah. You have. We're, we're we're in this world of precision medicine now, where yeah. medication is no longer going to be prescribed to people. I'm, it still is now, obviously, but I'm, I'm talking like in the future. It's person right. to person. It's, it's you know you you're not going to go to the doctor and be like, I have strep throat. Okay, you get, you know, yeah, amoxicillin or, or whatever. You know, yeah, yeah. eventually you're going to go. I have strep throat, and they'll give you like, okay, well, we'll we'll send it to the lab and give you something. You know, right. like that's right, yeah. that's the way medicine is going, and uh-huh, it's not yeah. it's not there yet, but. We're in the beginning stages of that, and it's being brought to the limelight by people with CF. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. And, and it all- kind of has to be because that's the only way we're going to get to some type of universal cure or at least where people CF is more manageable. And I mean, they can well, live even the universal, to be even the universal 60, cure, 70, 80. Yes, yeah, even, mm-hmm. even you know? universal cure is not going to be universal in the sense that no. – like you, exactly. take, you take an antidote and it's over. You're, eventually what's going to happen is like... That's that's the, kind of the confusing thing about saying universal yeah. cure. But if yeah. we're just saying for all people with CF, yes, it's going to have to be personalized. It's very individual. Mm-hmm. It's not well, going to be the same thing for each person. They only found my mutations in 2012. No, yeah, so you're, you're a perfect example insane. of this. <laughs> yeah, so you're, you know, you're, the, you're, the, you're the perfect, perfect example of someone that, I mean... You, Odds are, Tiffany, you're the only one with your with your makeup. Yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, that makes you Which very, very special. You are very yeah, special. Yeah, I am very Super special. <laughs> Thank you for that. Sharing that. <laughs> Compliment. I'm so special. You're so special. So but, yeah. special. It's, so, yeah. you know, but I, I, and I, you know, you're someone that 
would you, even by virtue of your mutations, qualify for a CFTR modulated trial? I don't know. You know, I don't. I don't really know enough right. about your your specific situation to know that answer. Um, right. You know, I know that whenever I you know look at these new medications coming out, the new modulators coming out, I'm like, the first thing I do is I go down the list that's provided, sure. and I'm like, oh, there's my mutation. Maybe it'll work. Maybe yeah, it'll work. I do that too. Right. It's kind of yeah. fun, you know. It's like it's like a yeah. word. Search. Yeah, it is. It's like a scavenger <laughs> word. That's for sure. You're like, oh, there's mine. <laughs> you circle it. So you know, I I think as far as right to try is concerned, though, there's a lot of there's a lot of problems. There's a lot of problems with it. It sound it's one of those things that sounds really good. Mm-hmm. Right. It's it sa- does. It sounds really good. It like it, yes, you want to give the the dying patient the right to try medication. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Everyone wants to save that. I mean, that's that's why you make medicine. Yeah, you make medicine to. so you can save those people. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> you know, but. But is it going to help is, them? Is, is it going to help the? Yes, exactly. Is it going to help the overall medical community? Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you think? Does it? I don't know. I don't know. It it could harm them. I, um, because I personally don't think enough people don't know, know about it. Slash, are willing to go through the process of doing exactly. what they have to do to do right to try. So I think it's only going to be an X amount of patients that are going to do it. You know yeah. what I mean? It, you have to be, I think you have to be really, really sick to actually exactly. go through. But, yeah, but, if, but I mean, but even, since but the even process, then, if you're that so sick, like, would that you want to go through it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then the process to get it would be way longer and you might not make it. Sadly, you know, if you're that sick, it might not be able to get to it. You know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. I think it's, I think it's appropriate in certain, in certain places, right? Let's say you're a person yeah. that is, you know, <clears throat> potentially, your 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 end stage of whatever disease, and every other, <clears throat> and every other treatment or mechanism to try and treat that illness has failed. Right. right. Every, right. You've tried everything, and it is. No, I think that's and, when it's appropriate and to it, do that. And, yeah. it's, and it's no longer work, and nothing works. Right. You are. Right. You are. You're out of you're, options. You're out of options, you're, and you're yeah. six feet under in six months. Like that's exactly. That's when I think it might be appropriate to actually look at these kind of things and mm-hmm. try it because, at that point, you're 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 searching for anything, right? You mean like you right. know, you're, you know, let's let's put it in the perspective of cystic fibrosis. You know, you're you're at end stage. You've been denied possibility of lung transplant. You nothing yes. works. And you're you you know, the end is near. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For that person, it might make sense because I that agree. person has nothing else, it and it, like it'll either work or it won't. And mm-hmm. if yeah. it does work, it maybe it maybe it gives you another couple of years. Maybe it does make you healthy maybe. enough for transplant or, or something like that. But if it doesn't work, then you know you're, 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 you're on your you're on you're on the same path that you were on mm-hmm. you know, a month ago. Right. I don't think you're really losing much trying it in that situation because yeah. I mean, and I, and I don't think happens? it harms the medical community that much at you know at it that doesn't. point either, right? Mm-hmm. Like. You know, to to disincentivize people to not be in trials, then you're harming the medical community. You know, let's say somebody who is well within the parameters for uh, an investigational medication and wants to get into a trial and is eligible, Uh but is also at end stage and can, you know, qualify for one of these right to try compassionate use deals. You know, that, that, that's when you're I hurting. just don't think that's that's even possible. I don't, yeah. I really personally don't think it's possible because I think – you know, if you're eligible to be in a study, they will not give you right to try. I would, because I would I'm 100% think so. sure. I'm 100% sure they yeah, will give you compassionate. But, but there's but there's people fighting, right? There's people fighting the the right for the right to try act that are saying that, you know, I'm not talking about cystic fibrosis here. I'm talking about other trials right. or whatever, you know, that where these okay. trials fill up very quickly. Right? Right. 
So, That's true. What, so what the <clears throat> what the right to try people are advocating for is that since mm-hmm. trials are really they fill up really quickly and they're only available mm-hmm. for as they it's claim three percent of the of the disease population. The other ninety-seven percent of the people who may be qualified, who may be eligible to get into the trial, have to wait a certain yeah. number of years before the, the, the drug is approved. And I think in that situation, right. they are still viewed as healthy enough and not at risk, so they will not give it to you unless no, you but, fall below the parameters but no, but, but of the, that study. But no, but this right to try group is advocating for those people to have access to it as well. Yeah. They, they they want they they, they want they, everybody yeah, to yes. be able to. They basically have want to, the chance. Yes, they want to make the. The compassionate use laws or the expanded access laws through the Again, FDA that's more the lenient. Situation with it, I still don't think enough people have the drive in life to go through the process of doing it. I, I don't. think they would if if they really are passionate about it. Well, that's yeah, the thing. Well, that's the I'm thing. You know, I as a nurse and like the patients I deal with, and they yeah. have all different types of medical issues, and they are super yeah. sick people. Mm-hmm. I would tell you, at least seventy five percent would not even bother. Yeah, yeah you know, but that's that's a that's a hypothetical though. You know, I like yeah. this, like this, right to try group, the group that I'm that's pushing these laws, is yeah. is is saying. So, the the FDA is an expanded access program that allows patients quicker access to investigational treatments. How is right to try different? So, right to try hmm. says, while mil- I know we were looking for this before earlier, and I found it. While yeah. millions of Americans will be diagnosed or die of terminal illness each year, compassionate use only uses exceptions are only granted to about 1,200 patients a year. Many mm-hmm. patients run out of time before they can qualify for the exemption or complete the process. Right to try laws help patients get immediate access to medical treatments uh, before it's too late. So, I mean, that's a big, that's a big juicy statement. So, and it sounds, so it I sounds saw great. that too. And, like, that gave me the impression that because we know with compassionate use, that takes I mean, long that time. Can take hundreds takes of hours. Takes a long time. For yeah. all people involved takes a long to time. make that happen. Like, that is not yeah. an easy process. Um, and elsewhere, I on the, elsewhere on the, the right word to... immediate, though, is a little misleading because nothing ever is immediate. I think it's, I think it, I'm like, you know, it's probably immediate relative to the compassionate use thing. You know, elsewhere in this website, right. yeah. org, they are basically saying that the compassionate use project is you know, the compassionate use or the expanded use avenue mm-hmm. set up by the FDA is actually created in a way to dissuade patients. Who knows if that's true? I don't think that's true. Yeah. I think that's crap this, this group, is, that, that this group is putting out there. But yeah. they, you know, they obviously want to expand access for experimental medications. And their you know, ultimate mm-hmm. argument is that you, know, you as a citizen are of, of the world are in control of your body and the government shouldn't mm-hmm. be telling you what you can put in and put it out. You know, that's, yeah. that's, that's I, think the, I think that's the angle they're trying to use. I think yeah. so. You know, but I'm like, eh, you know, there's, you know, we, we, we do kind of legislate people who smoke cigarettes, right? We have heavy, heavy right. taxes on people who smoke cigarettes. Right. Right. You know, so we're telling them that they yeah, can't really put that in them, you know, and then you have the same thing with the sugar tax, you know, right. that's mm-hmm. also regulating what you can put into your body. So this is like kind of in that same <coughs> sector, but a little different, I think. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, like, like I said before, the only appropriate piece i think for someone to like really get into this and you know i may mm-hmm. people may disagree with me is that if you're They're sick totally going to disagree if, with you if, if, you're, <laughs> if, if you're if you're sick and if you're really 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 sick yeah then you yeah. know then i think you can you know go through this but if you're right i you do know, too if you're someone who's eligible for a clinical trial and you don't get I into think, one yeah mm-hmm. you know is it really is this really worth it because point, it's you, can't, you can't you can't i le- think you, you can't legislate science like, you, you don't know what's going to do to you. It might increase or make you decline more. 
if you go and do it, you know? That's that's certainly part of it, too. You know, like, it's, (laughs) you're, you you know, there's a reason they study these things, right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. There's a reason reason they study it goes through the FDA. I'm not going to lie. Some clinical trials I've been in, I've had very extreme adverse reactions. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I mean, I things that they did not know would happen, you know? Yeah. And did not foresee. Um, And it goes patient by patient. You don't know. You know, so right. you do have to be mindful of the fact that just because it made it through phase one doesn't mean there doesn't aren't mean issues gonna, that aren't yeah. going to arise. I think, mm-hmm. though, it is situational. So let's say you are a person that does fit in this category of I could qualify as cl- for this clinical trial. However, it filled up. You couldn't get in it. And your health is declining. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can't really figure out how to get it to stabilize. And you want to try something like this. I don't mm-hmm. see the harm in trying it. But, like... But again, I think, it, be, I think it disincentivizes to people to be in trials. If you're if you're telling eligible people that they can have right to try access or they, they can use these drugs compassionately or they can just get access to them, yeah, you're, all, yeah. of sudden, you're all of a sudden you're all of a sudden you're disincentivizing people to volunteer why, for trials. Why lose health? And it's a faster way of getting it. If that's if that's what they're saying about you know, it, like, yeah. But then if no one know, did clinical trials, there wouldn't be right to th- try. There also either. there also wouldn't there, yeah, like, there wouldn't be medication. I mean, let's be real. Like yeah. there, there wouldn't be a process for meds. I mean, here's no. the, here's the other part of right to try. Right, who's paying for it? Exactly. Right? That's right? my like, thing. Like, I don't like, who's paying, paying for it? it. it, for it. The patient is paying for it, and, and I think normal... that's what incentivizes people to be in studies. If yeah. that's the case, if I'm the patient paying for this. They're going to tell you, oh, you owe like $200,000 yeah. for this no. med for like a year. An average no American cannot afford that at all. No way. I think like, that's what it's Especially someone with an illness yeah, I mean, that's I, paying for all these other meds. I, you know, I can see, you know, I, I can see like in a, in a one-off situation, the company sponsoring the right to try situation or the compassionate use. Yeah. Because it's a one-off situation and the company is going to learn from that compassionate use subject as well. Yes. You know? Right, yeah. <laughs> as soon as you start opening right to try to all these patients, who's paying for it, right? You're not going to all exactly. of a sudden start giving out thousands and thousands of patients worth of medication because then you're then you finding yourself even more in the hole. I mean, the drug companies are it's in the debt. hole for years, right? Right? Mm-hmm. They're in the hole for years, and that's and, and and until the medication is widely available and widely used, only then are the, are the companies going to even make money. Exactly. Right. Right, and if you want to keep That's having these true. new medications, the company's got to have to make some money because they have to keep innovating. It's not free. Right. This doesn't happen for free. Right. Mm-mm. Yeah. I I personally think that's what the incentive is to being in a study is versus right to try. Free. The yeah. impression I was given when I read multiple articles was that the patient was paying for the medication, and right. that might not be always the situation, but I think majority of the of the situations that occur. The patient is paying for that med because insurance probably won't even. Well, that's the thing. Insurance probably won't touch it. They're not probably not going to touch it because it's not approved. Right. right? I mean, it gives, it gives insurance plenty of reasons not to cover it. Right, and right. that could, in the long run, mean they're going to be paying more. For I mean, that's, you. that's and then really, they're going to be in debt. Yeah, that's really. <laughs> up yeah, to their ear. But I mean, would you rather be dead or in debt than like if people talking? <laughs> about, you know, you know, I think exactly. Lee made a good point. Like one of the incentives to being in a trial is. You get you get free access. You, to do, the meds. you do get free access to meds. So they pay you yeah. to take and them, and you even get you even <laughs> yeah you even compensated for your time. Yeah, I mean, uh, assuming the medication works, right? Like, I right. mean, I've been in plenty right. of trials where the medication has not worked, mm-hmm. and you and you, and and you waste you know you waste your time. Well, I mean, you don't really waste time because you're getting paid for it, but you mm-hmm. know it's it feels like a waste of your time feels, because I mean, 
there's a lot of time and effort that goes into these studies. It's not like you just walk in, grab your meds, leave. I mean, you walk in, you're doing PFTs, they're doing all these labs. All that stuff. I, they all they do all different things in these trials. I mean, I t- talked about before. I had to wear a dog collar with a vest for twenty four yeah. hours on one so of those, along with blood work, PFT. Yeah. You know, doing absurd things, doing those nasal potential things where they shove yeah. stuff up your nose and you sit there over this like container for yeah. like forty five minutes. Not a pleasant experience. Not comfortable. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, you're going through a lot to advance this research. A lot of times you're on the placebo or the med doesn't work. Or you get these adverse reactions that they didn't know were going to uh, going to occur. You I mean, know, that's, that's, so, an, that's really an important part of these trials too. They need to figure is. out what people should expect when they start these medications. Mm-hmm. Like, right. yeah. you know, you start a medication <laughs> trial on day one, you feel something. Yeah, you got to tell somebody. They, I mean, they, you know, they're gonna have to tell patients yeah. that might happen to them, and that might. They also don't know what other medications these meds that interact they're trying with. to approve are going to interact with. And I've yeah. had reactions like that before, you know, like mm-hmm. one time my liver became like four times its normal size. We're lucky <laughs> it went back to normal. But yeah. it was the that's learning crazy. Part, you know, and that was a scary situation because it's like, yeah, no, that's so <laughs> scary. Guess who's getting the liver transplant? <laughs> Understated by the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> scary situation. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think it, it sounds good. You know, you're going to yeah. give patients the right to try. And, you know, the president actually mentioned it in his State of the Union. So mm-hmm. it's obviously being talked about it at the, at the highest levels, right? At the highest right. levels of our government, it's being discussed. And, right. Right. you know, whether or not you care for the administration, I don't really care. But it's right. it's all I care is about is feeling good. And, and if, they're, if, they're, yeah. Yeah, if, they're, if they're talking about it, then you know it's then something it's that's, that, that we as patients need to also familiarize ourselves with. And we, we, need to, we need to figure mm-hmm. out whether or not it's a good thing or bad thing for medical innovation and drug development because, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's all fine and dandy to sit here and continue at the pace we're going at and, you know, we can yeah. we can all, you know, reach our <laughs> life expectancy and then, you know, see what happens or we can continue to dive yeah. into the future. And mm-hmm. I think whatever balances drug innovation with patient health is mm-hmm. the right mm-hmm. answer. And yeah. As I understand right to try now, I, I don't necessarily think that it is beneficial to the community at large because you can't legislate science, but what you can legislate is the bureaucracy and the red tape that surrounds mm-hmm. drug approvals. Yeah. I also think that right to try and a lot of other things it, that are, you know, in a similar situation, they sound really, really, really good on paper. But when you I do also it. think there's a lot of like in between the line stuff that people yeah. don't know about. And when you yeah. really go through that process, I don't think it's as easy as it appears. No. I just it genuinely don't think so. Definitely isn't. Nothing, nothing, nothing's you ever know? as easy as it appears. It, it's exactly. not. You know what I Walking down the street to the pharmacy is never as easy as it appears. But oh, well, we know that. That's where it is. Like, I think yeah. it's great Anything. for those people that really, 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 really need it. Need it. Yeah. But I also think. It's going to be hard to take advantage of, in a sense, because I think there's in-between-the-line stuff that we just don't yeah. know. There's always. And that's just what I think. I know Gunnar doesn't agree with me. But no, I, no, you make a lot of good points. You know, I think, you know, no one's ever going to make anything easy, right? Because, yeah, and the reason, the reason that is, is because there's so many people that are, it's such a polarizing freaking topic. Right, yeah. you have so many people on on both sides of it that when one person tries to get through the damn system, there's he's mm-hmm. got people leeching onto him from both yeah, sides. Exactly, 
And yeah. and that's what makes it difficult. And I, right? hate it. I hate it more than anything when people take advantage of the system. Yeah, I am not too. for but that. I'm, but I'm not, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about people trying to get through the system to like make it work for them, you know? Yeah. And then yeah. you have yeah, people yeah, that are yeah. trying to prevent that from happening. And yeah. you have people that are trying to like advocate for it to happen. And that's where the mm-hmm. issue happens. The issue is to become complex because so many people are like freaking out about things. And yeah. there's also on the other side, the people that are trying to get things done. I mean, it's like. Right. It's true. And, but yeah. then you can't get things done because mind people are getting yeah, frustrating. Mind it mind is frustrating, you know. You know, I, I think. Let's put it this way. You know, we'll we'll sort of wrap up here. But I think, mm-hmm. you know, we'd be you know we we would do an injustice not to say that, you know, most recently the FDA has been making strides within cystic fibrosis. Right, we're mm-hmm. seeing oh, yeah. the FDA Definitely. being very very lenient. Yeah, they are. A lot of it's these amazing. new trials. You have the mm-hmm. the anti-inflammatory molecule from mm-hmm. from Corvus pharmaceuticals that's going through, and exactly. their primary endpoint is now looking at pulmonary exacerbations, which is kind of a subjective thing. And then you it have is. these vertex triple uh, triple combo medications, which are yeah. going through an extremely expedited process. Oh, I mean, I mean talk- if we would have done amazing. this five years ago, they yeah. would not be moving as fast as they are at all. That's, well, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So you know, like the yeah. FDA is is definitely throwing us a bone here. They are, um, yeah, yeah, and I'm very grateful for that. Yeah, and, exactly. And, I, and my concern is that this right to try st- stuff undermines that, right? It undermines mm-hmm. the, the enormous progress that the FDA yeah. has made uh, within the last year. And yeah, and I, and I do think that you know if 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 the these medications that are going through this lenient FDA approval process prove to be successful. Yeah. And that's going to impact the entire medical community, whether you have CF oh, or not. Oh, you know, that's going to impact every oh. single disease out there because the exactly. FDA is going to learn that, oh, okay, you know, these drugs do work. They went through this process and it, and it actually worked out. It's going to, imp- yeah, it's going to impact everyone. I also yeah. think that compassionate use already existed before Right to Try. It's been in existence. Mm-hmm. You know I what I mean? And that. it honestly, yeah. it kind of fits the criteria that all of us have kind of agreed on where if you are sick enough, you can yeah. get compassionate use. You know what I mean? You just yeah. have to have the pharmacy or the pharmaceutical company on board along with your doctor. And yes, it's going to take your doctor. It's going to take the pharmaceutical it's company. take a while. And it's going to take you a ton of time mm-hmm. to get that approved. But if you're sick enough, you want it bad enough, you can make that happen. So I think that compassionate use already exists. It involves the FDA. It involves, you know, multiple oh, yeah. people to be involved in this process that mm-hmm. right to try doesn't <laughs> i don't know and, yeah you it know? Does, doesn't have as much yeah i mean you know it's yes. expanded access by the fda is it's important it does a lot of good things mm, you know but it, it does but you know according to the right to try people it's a lot of people fail when they try to get through it and but then mm-hmm. you also have conflicting reports from the fda the fda claims that they almost approve every single request so you know they, it's like yeah. from what i understand believe. that they they actually do you know what I mean? You are. It's very rare for someone to be denied that. It's just I don't think many people will go through the process of it. Mm-hmm. They don't they, want to. Well, the pharmaceutical also has to be on board with it, which is, is also do. a roadblock. And usually that's your hardest part is getting them on board because, because if they're not on board, they're not going to get the drug. Well because, they have, because they have, because, well, because they have the incentive to keep the trial going. Like That's what you know, yeah. that's where you're fighting there. And, yeah. and the trial still has to be in existence. You can't just, yeah, you can't just do it. And, the men never got FDA approval and is not in trials anymore. Yeah, yeah. you have to be yeah. in trial. Yeah, it's a it. complex. It's a complex argument. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to hear what other people think about it because people yeah, are it's very, sure. people's it's responses. Very, it's very passionate. Yeah. It's a very passionate topic. Um, it is. 
So, all right, with that, uh, thanks for listening. This has been Gunner Lee and Tiffany. Maybe you can hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at breathe underscore in underscore pod on Instagram. Uh, our summer clothing item is coming. Oh, yeah. It hasn't, been, it hasn't been released yes, yet, but it is honey. coming. It is coming. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be available on the Salty Sisters Etsy store. Yes. Yes. Uh, along with our yes. other Breathe In products and the Salty Sisters mm-hmm. products as well. You want to get those before yeah. they're gone. That's all I know. I know, actually. I, got I, a, I, got I did a, inventory. I got a sneak peek at the new Salty Sisters item yesterday. Yeah. Oh, yes, you did. It's pretty exciting. So it's for summer. There's a lot of new Do you items. Want to know? That, well, you can tell them if you want. We have a water bottle coming to you. And I, it's I real, think it's beautiful. beautiful. Save yeah. the planet. Save the planet and use a reusable water bottle. Exactly. Yes, a reusable water bottle. See, we're saving the, we're, we're saving the planet and saving people with CF at the same time. Exactly. <laughs> totally. It's, it's saving everyone. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, check them out on Etsy. Uh, and then uh, I think that's it. Uh, Gunner's blog at Asias.org. They are Salty Sisters at Gmail. Thanks for listening. We will see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye.